This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. From time to time, we're going to catch up with the people who have shared their story on the show. When we last caught up with Paul Baker, he'd started a new business called Chefs on Wheels because the entire team at Botanic Gardens Restaurant had been stood down. Today, the restaurant opens again, but things are a little different. Paul, how are you going, mate? I'm well, mate. I'm well. Um, how are you? This podcast has really gone a bit crazy, hasn't it? <laughs> it, it has. It's because of extraordinary stories from people like you. Now, when we last caught up, um, you'd started Chefs on Wheels and, you'd, you know, you were st- stood down from the Botanic Gardens restaurant and you sort of talked about not really ever kind of wanting to leave there because you loved working there so much. But um, you've got some news. Yes, um so yeah, it was a bit crazy. We we started um, obviously Chefs on Wheels. We went over that why we did it in the last podcast, and um, Chefs on Wheels has gone from strength to strength. It's um, been really crazy. Uh, we've it's bigger than what we thought it was going to be. It was a surviving mechanism to start, um, but now we're planning long term strategies on how this is going to go forward and how we keep everyone involved and um, how we can incorporate it into everyone's business which has led to my ability not to go back to Botanic. It's, I can't really be in two places at once, which, which sucks immensely. But um, yeah. there's a great team there um, led by um, my head chef, Jack, who will um, keep, it, um, keep it going until they um, work out the, the, the direction going forward. How hard was it making that call to go with a new model that you came up with because of a pandemic? Yeah, not easy. Um, you know, six years of my life, we've put a lot of blood, sweat and tears and um, we did a lot with that restaurant. We you know, had a lot of awards, took it to New York, to London. Um, it's, it's hard to walk away. So why did you make the call? Oh, I just couldn't be in two places at once. A restaurant like that, really, you need to dedicate you, yourself to it, the whole, everything you've got. It's, it's garden is always changing. It just requires a lot of your time. Um, and I, I just I can't be in two places at once, and it's not fair to either team to sort of be half there and half out. It was pretty much the catalyst for it all. Has this pandemic and and what's happened, and you know the changes that you've implemented, has it changed your perspective about the industry and yourself moving forward? Oh, definitely. We've all had time to really think about what the future holds and um, what we need to do better. And you know, I I think I've I've talked enough about it in the last nine weeks about what we need to do to change and think differently and be smarter and you know I, I need to act on that I think and you know Chefs on Wheels is one of the one of the ways that we're going to be able to help people um, change and you know be smarter about the way we attack hospitality and you know we all love looking after people and we pour everything we have our homes our lives um, to look after our guests and you know it's time that we you know do that but we also need to do it in a way that's sustainable and um, I, I just don't want everyone to go down the same path as before, and we just need to be better. One of the initiatives you launched was um, Paul Pasta Project. What's that been like? Um, it's been really great, actually. It was um, one, we did it to help shed some light on the on our amazing producers, who which we covered before, who were you know doing a bit tough like we were, and um, it, it, we're selling a lot of pasta, a lot of pasta, um, and you know we were. In, putting on new pastas, just just fun stuff to play around with. Um, and, you know, the producers are loving it. People are loving it. I've enjoyed doing it. We've got people making the pasta now that didn't make pasta before. 
and like Jacob was one of our delivery drivers at Edible Exchange and is now, you know, he's the two I see in the pasta room now. So he's, you know, he used to um, make drinks at Bartarino, now he's, you know, making pasta. Um, so you know, a lot of people are doing a lot of different things than they were before. Um, so it's been fun. So it's a really interesting landscape now with restaurants starting to open up again. And, you know, in the last week, you were quite vocal about uh, a restaurant being reviewed um, in this period. You know, what, what's your thoughts about that? Oh, that I think I've, I've said a lot about that a week ago, but um, oh, I just thought it was too soon. Where there a lot of, There's a lot of very delicate uh, restaurant owners and um, I just... It's, it's not fair. I just didn't think it was the right thing to be done at the right time. It's at that time, sorry. It's with where everyone's very delicate. There's a lot of people that are on a knife's edge and the last thing we need is people to um, start reviewing again. I think we all have to pivot and do things differently. And I, you know, I think, Huck, you, you might be able to agree with me here is like, you know, you've had to pivot and do something else and <laughs> we all had to do that. So, you know, we're all in this together. If, you, if we want a food industry to write about, then we need to support it give it a massive big fucking hug, look after it, nurture it through. Because the last thing we need now is to be judged. Um, you know, there's, there's bigger things at play here. Well, what's exciting about moving forward with the Chefs on Wheels model and, and, and what's happening in Adelaide at the moment? Um, the Chefs on Wheels model is crazy. We, we looked at each other, Jimmy Annabelle and I, a week or two and go, fuck, did we just reinvent home dining? Like, we... We get these photos of people and how they're enjoying the experience of the meals that we're sending. Um, and people are having more dinner parties than they ever were. Um, there's this great uplifting of having people over to your home and having an amazing meal. You can replicate what you have at the restaurant. Um, but also the other side of that is this is the third arm for a restaurant now. You can have your dining guests, you can do takeaway, but then you can also have people eating at home through the Chefs on Wheels model. So really for us, it's just trying to help people find other avenues to to you know, apply their trade. Mate, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Like, you probably never even thought of doing this, you know, three months ago. Not a chance. And here you are with a complete career change. Do you, do you think you'll ever go back to that sort of fine dining career again? I'm not sure I would jump straight back into fine dining. Um, I just don't know where that sits. There's obviously, we've got a lot of other things to get through before um, I open up a whole other restaurant. But... I'd love to do a little community restaurant, something in my neighbourhood, really. You know, I've um, spent a lot of time at home, um, which is sort of, you know, on and off during the day. But being at home on my street in the daylight hours has been weird. You know, running into three people on my street that are regulars at the restaurant I didn't even know lived there. It's like <laughs> I, get, I leave there early in the morning, get home late at night. I didn't even know that many people lived in my suburb. Um, but it's been great to connect with everyone and going to the park and seeing people... Um, chatting to the average average Joe punter that I didn't even know lived in my suburb. It's, it's been, these are some of the positives that we've really sort of taken out, that real sense of community that we have that has always been there, but as a hospitality worker, you'd never get to experience. Well, mate, this um, chance that you've been given to reset um, has certainly changed your life, but um, it sounds like you've got way more positives than you'd, you expected. Uh, it's been awesome to catch up again and... Um, Let's do it again in the future because no doubt there'll be some more twists and turns as we move forward. Oh, definitely. I'm looking forward to it, Huck. This is, um, yeah, I think just to sum it up, the last time we spoke, it, spoke, it was raining and it was cold and doomy and gloomy outside. Today it's, it's sunny and bright and I think that really sums up the mood right now. I think there's a lot of positives to take out of what's happened and 
as long as we keep focusing on them, I think that's how we all move forward now. Mate, I agree. That's awesome. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Huck. Thanks, Rob. Great job, guys. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of Australia's HOSPO community, suppliers and producers in search of hope during this pandemic. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.